Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of True Chat, a community podcast, a made music production, and I am your host, Joy of Joyful Sounds. And this, my friends, is episode four of the new season. Now, this conversation that you all are about to encounter is a bit different from the rest. These conversations are geared to leaders of leaders, conscious leaders of leaders, those that need and know they need support. And to be able to fellowship with like minds, hearts, souls, and consciousness of self levels. The plan is to have the parking lot a candid conversation at least once a month so that conscious leaders of leaders have some place to go to express how they feel about the work that they do with others and not to just speak freely, speak straight up, candidly. I've interviewed quite a few males on True Chat, and, and I was actually called to them to show them something that they don't see, as well as lift the leadership ability skills that they have. And even in that, there's a limit. They're listening. They're being able to receive what it is I'm giving them is limited. I had a very great conversation with a group of youth girls ages 14 to 16 or 17, and mm, the information they had for adults was incredible. I was listening to this young artist brother give his insight on how men and males listen to the music that they like by a female artist. <laughs> okay. And his comment was such as, well, you know, because we're so used to our music, it's now starting to be a lot more female artists. But for the most part, it was mostly men artists. And we sung, rapped, and talked about what we wanted and how we felt. And so women would sing along proudly because it was just the norm and what was out. This is the guy talking. When we listen to music that women write, they make sure to not sing along on parts that they feel don't suit or fit them. Hmm. Right? That doesn't, that's, that's deep, but not really. It makes all the sense in the world to me which is why we have to change perceptions so that people can see reality, real reality. I think about the limitations that the men have (laughs) as it relates to strong women, but even women in general, and it saddens me because you all will have a difficult time with all the resistance that you keep putting forth. We talk about growing, evolving, being a higher and greater version of ourselves. Fellas, how do you think you're doing that without becoming humble in a way that you never have before? And yes, it is uncomfortable. It is not a question of your manhood. It is a question of the man and the character you are. Who do you want to be? 
Who are you? And who will you become? Those of you all that keep thinking y'all came from a, a man's rib, I do understand why you can't seem to shift. Yes, religion has diseducated us, meaning purposely told and gave false stories, one-sided stories, and used it as a tool to enslave and control continuously, particularly Christianity. Because Jesus has never hated on anybody or said what you can't do or who you cannot be. And my brothers, my lovely men, what on this planet tells you you came from a rib? Animals know better than that shit. Nature tells us all about ourselves and how to live as well as survive evolving evolution. And I always use the meadow that was driven inside of a tree trunk. And what does that tree do? Continue to grow around that metal. There's a new movie out on Hulu called The Hate You Give. And it is to give the meaning to the, the acronym of Thug Life that our brother Tupac Chakur created. In that movie, first off, that was, a, that was the best movie. of it's, it's one of the best movies of the year. It's number two to me. Actually... I'm going to give it number one. And Judas and the Black Messiah too. so far this year. In this story, I want you all to pay attention. Pay attention to how and at the end, what and who changed that situation. When I say these words, I have friends and associates of mine that don't like it, but they know it's true. That black women, we are the beginning and the end of everything. We are the ones that make the change. Because all comes out of our black hole. Even them white folk. All the way at the extreme end. And if you don't know it, the black woman and the white man are the two extremes. Everybody else is in between. Including my brothers. I want y'all to sit and think on that. And after contemplating and thinking about that, let's come up with a plan. So let's go. Let's go. you true chat listeners out there this session is with the very person who suggested <laughs> this type of conversation and we calling it the parking lot which is candid conversations on pretty much what we're really feeling and going through as it relates to stand true to ourselves as we always do on true chat you've heard this beautiful being before will you please introduce yourself to everybody oh. however Yes, I forgot you all do this on True Chat. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, um, I'm known as Tony Anderson. Uh, that's my avatar's name. <laughs> um, I don't know what to say, Joy. I am a person who believes that my purpose on this planet is to help people construct a consciousness for freedom and liberation in the deepest places. Um, internal and external. 
And so I consider myself kind of an engineer of consciousness. And I founded an organization uh, called Sacred Keepers to deal with some of the things that I believe are in the realm of our external ecologies and what we need to do to be constructing better consciousness to live in more harmony on this planet. And I have another organization called Mindful Rant, and that is where I focus the internal ecologies to build the consciousness that we need to be better humans to ourselves and to each other. And so that's kind of the uh, labyrinth of my being. <laughs> um, and I take great joy in doing that, uh, facilitating freedom for our planet, for our youth and, and for ourselves. I'm so grateful to be connected to a being like you. Mm -hmm. I always say and speak like I'm amazed at the things that I learn from people. And I sometimes wonder if they think like, well, you think you can't learn from me? No, it's not even about you. <laughs> it's always about yeah. me as an individual. And so when I like, it's more about how I, how I allow myself to experience others. It's just, it's a lovely, beautiful thing. So your introduction leads me leads actually is the perfect lead into this conversation because of all the work you do <laughs> and the type of work you do i with the work you do i find it because it is right now it's a resistance it's, it's like a resistance because the rest of the world the way i'm seeing it is not really moving that way though spirit I don't I don't really know what to call it if I would call it spirit soul but you can feel beings really wanting it they really want it but for whatever reason we've been uh walking like zombies or whatever for so long we don't know how to get it and it becomes difficult it becomes difficult for those gatekeepers and people like yourself that are doing this work difficult and what I mean is not to be yourself because that's just who you are and what you do it's more so of who you're doing it for. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, even it, it's self and it, it, and it uh, vibrates out, but those times, this is the example that I use. I use the example of Moses and the Israelites. <laughs> I always, I described them, I, I said, damn, Moses had a hard ass time. Like people just kept fucking complaining about shit. He got damn, he parted the sea, nigga still complaining. Yeah, I mean, and then at some point, when will you all help Moses on this on this on this journey? <laughs> when will you see your role in this journey? Because that is what he really is showing to me. Mm. And so I just wonder how much like, yo, <laughs> I had to give it up to Moses. What do you have to add on that? Because I can I can ask all right. kind of questions, but I can it will probably lead away from where I'm trying to go. Right, right. <laughs> Well, one of the things that I, I a couple of things that, that came through where you're speaking, um, one of the things is you said earlier, like allow, the word allow. And how do we, one of the things that I've always been in high question of as a little girl um, is just like, when it comes to the things that you're saying, like we're scripted in and everybody's just kind of going along and being in a certain way, I've always observed my life as opportunity to do whatever it is that might be different from that, that feels good and better and friendlier for me, even if it doesn't look like what everyone else is doing. Um, and so I've always had a high 
my 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 uh, my brother calls me Bowato. <laughs> That's his nickname for me <laughs> because I've always said Bowato. But why? You know? Oh, okay. I, get it. I was like Bowato. Bowato. Okay. Right. Why, you know, like I never understood why we just accepted things. I would always be the one in the room going, but why? But what but why do I have to do it? But why and it looks like resistance? It always felt like resistance to other people. And I think even my being could be interpreted as a difficult or challenging person. Um, but what I'm not gonna do is allow the collective disagreement that we're all in with ourselves to become the agreement that I'm in, if that makes sense. Well, and, and, and it brings me back to the story of Moses that you brought up, um, that, that there was some divine download that Moses got, right? Like God was like, here's what's up. <laughs> you know, you need to, you need to go get them tablets. Right. You need to lead them people. You need to trust us. You need to trust the magic in you. You need to trust that you got the power to part the sea. I know it's not logical, but you undo it, right? Mm -hmm. I know it's not logical that you think, little old man, you could just be like sitting up on all up in Egypt, talking about Pharaoh, you gonna let our people go, or the God that you can't see is gonna come down and be vengeful. Like you know, we had Moses had a lot of divinity, is what I'm saying. A lot of trust in his divinity. And what I think that, that to the complaining thing that you're speaking of is that no matter what might be the challenge, the resistance that you called uh, the resistance, no matter what we are considering challenge or resistance, that it doesn't rob us from our clarity and the divinity that we walk in when we're clear on purpose. Moses was clear on purpose. And so that while there was this aggregate of like the people are complaining, they got golden calves, they down there partying and he down up there doing the hard work, you know, it could come down where it's like, what is wrong with you people? And, and let that be the drift, let that be the thing that I'm distracted by in this life. Or I could decide to be clear on my divinity and the purpose and the downloads that I've been receiving. And the times in my life, Joy, that I found it the most challenging is when I allow the confusion of other people to diminish what I'm clear on. And I think that we do that a lot, particularly we get clear, like everybody went in COVID, we all were like, well, I'm going to be a more, better, fitter, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then this world opens back up. And then, the, and then the challenges and the rubbing and the complaining and the, this is what you should be feeling and thinking and this is how outraged you should be about everything gets scripted in. And then we start forgetting those divine downloads and we start believing in this aggregate, this collective complaint is more true and more heavy than the thing that I'm clear about. And that's the time in my life where I've just been like, well, maybe I should be less peaceful because I can find the peace in myself and pretty much find the fortitude and the resilience. And then I get in a collective complaint and I start thinking, well, maybe I'm not, maybe I should be pissed. Maybe I should be unhappy. Maybe I should be. And then I start doubting the divinity of my peace and th that I'm pretty clear on. And I become, you know, confused uh, by the confusion of other people. And Moses wasn't confused. He was pretty clear. He just had to deal with a lot. <laughs> 
just kept he kept going and going like it's <laughs> burning bushes and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> okay and just it's like i'm gonna no stick doubt. with clarity right no i'm gonna fire and no matter what the world of form is throwing at you as resistance to that clarity what are you going to ultimately do are you going to stay clear or are you going to in are you going to digest and metabolize the confusion of other people that's how do you what I keep yourself from it. How do you? What kind of exercises do you do? Meditate, 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 meditate. Yeah, because yeah. It's, it's more than just a notion. I know, I know the the fact that you and I have had this conversation and you have shared this. Like you've talked to me, you've talked me down a few times. You are, <laughs> and which I find is definitely necessary to have circles where you have that. Yes. Um, through meditation with some people that have not even gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. How do you grasp, how do you reach them? Or do you, do you even? That's a, that's a loaded question, Joy, in so many different ways, just based on what I'm going through in my own life right now. Let me break it down then, let me make it. So I have an issue when I, I've had issues, and this is what's something that I'm, I'm, I know this is all mine. I've had issues with feeling like people don't see me or hear me. Mm-hmm. And that was how I came into Bodhi, remember? Yeah. And now I'm at a place where I'm like hearing, feeling, seeing myself, now seeing others and wanting the same for others. So now I'm finding like I'm this advocate for, for people or others or even situations. You know what I mean? Maybe not a situation or, or a cause or whatever that I feel like this should be heard. This needs to be heard. And not only that, the people or the entity behind this movement, y'all really don't even see the truth in it. It's like you keep it's so, and I find that because it's so, it's things that you can really grab onto. People take it for granted. They don't think it's something that you can use. So mm-hmm. I'm saying the people that you know, that you work with, that don't see what you see, but you know they have the skills to do what you, to do. It's like you, you're you the gatekeeper and you see this person over here, you know they'll be great at that job, but they can't see the bigger picture like you do. So they're giving you resistance, but they even came to you for this, this whole thing. How do you move with those people? Because you know you there's a love, there's a connection. How do you move with those people in that resistance place, place of resistance, you know what I mean? Oh God, I'm going, I'm, I go through it all the time, Joy. We talk about it. <laughs> and it still goes back to my question. It really is where I am in my life right now and what I've observed and what I've learned and how old I am. And I think that seasons and cycles matter to your chronological development on this planet. <laughs> you know, like you get to a certain season of your life and you start to shift into other ways of being. Like, and I'm at a place of high receptivity in my life right now. I, I've done all the forceful uh, pushing myself up against the resistance that comes at me. And now I'm more into um, being friendly with myself, really, and just observing who's ready instead of like forcing them to be ready. Because, because again, this goes back to the divinity question, right? Like. Moses was real clear on what was his to do. And so encountered a lot of people 
who were at one point very dependent on his clarity for their freedom, but then kind of like displacing the places that they're less empowered onto his being. Does that make sense? Like you need him for your freedom, but you're going to blame him for your lack of freedom at the same time. Right. And so what I've noticed about that very orientation and what I do, you know, when I coach people is really just locating the place where they're fighting themselves. And I am at a place where I'm not interested in fighting that fight more than you're interested in fighting that fight. So when it comes to collaborations and people come into my spot and wanting things, my question is always, are you ready to activate what you want? Because it's very, we, you know, I'm going to be cliche. I know for a fact that we're more afraid of our success than we are our failures. I see it every time. I offer platforms. Sacred Keepers has been running for 10 years. That space has been open and available for collaboration, for platform. I invite, invite, invite. And I used to get real angry because there is a lusty, imaginal person in me that sees this great labyrinth, this great network, this great oneness. I see the filmmaker over there who could help the archivist over here, who could help the storyteller over there, who could help that kid get clear on what their story is. And then that kid gets freed up to go and do some act. I see it all the time. I see the great labyrinth of freedom that is always available inside of us and together as collective the trouble that I always get when I get self-righteous and over-owning of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. When I think that my way of seeing it is more right than the way a person is willing to hold themselves. Okay. So that's where I get frustrated. Let me come in on you. Okay. You already know I'm a D. (laughs) You know what that means? I'm that person. Like it's good for joy. It's good for all. Right. Right. Cause just cause you see it. Right. Just cause it's true. Just because you see the high beauty. Are you trying to tell me that's not the way I should be? Right, right. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) This is candid, ain't it? Right, right. No, but it's true though, Joy. I mean, yeah. half the times in my life, and this is where I say, the times in my life that have become the most challenging is when I allow the confusion of other people to confuse my clarity. And when I'm clear that a person's potential could be this, 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 and this, but that person is still confused, by forcing them into an orientation that is them being ready for my vision versus them ready for their own, that's where I get over-owning. That's where I get confused as to what's mine to do. And that's where my clarity and divinity starts to become clouded because I'm allowing this person's lack of readiness, lack of, and I don't want to look at it like a lack of readiness is a bad thing. Cause I want to, you you know, like it's, it's nothing wrong here. This person is just not congruent with a thing that I am playing with in my imagination that requires them to be congruent with themselves and their own desires. And and the the thing that I find is the most challenging with me because I'm an Enneagram eight I'm a, uh, I'm a daughter of Oya. Um, my zodiacs are all very fiery and grounded and practical and logical. And so I can be very um, unapologetic and forceful as an energy. 
And that has been some gifts in my life. Like when I was younger and things needed to get done and I needed to have a certain belief erected in my consciousness to even believe I could, that fire and that belief was very necessary. But I found as I'm getting older, um, that that fire is directed in other places and I'm more um, into receptivity, which means I have to trust people to trust themselves and not me. <laughs> I don't need to be in ownership of that. I'm, uh, I'm learning that. Thank you for that, Tony. I almost, I've been like, yo, I've been very sensitive lately. So my mm -hmm. eyes are welling up because that just hit huge mm -hmm. family and like in a in a happy way and yeah. sometimes lately blending in like the happiness I felt I started to become aware of it yesterday I was riding and um I was riding over there on the lake you know behind uh soldier field that little area over there yeah yeah tears just started rushing down and I knew I was happy to see this but I, I was also feeling the kind of way because I I, I really have kept myself away from life and others outside of myself. I people see me out, but I'm they see they see somebody. They don't really see me. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't see me, but they do because it's like it's something that's happening to me. Like when I tell you that the kids now are looking like I their children, all these little star children are very attracted to me now. They stare at me. They, like kid, they will stop with their parents and they stare, even some of the animals. So I, I'm knowing that this is radiating off me, but I feel like I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm going out and I'm playing or I'm at a gig, I'm there, but, I, but Joy is not there. Mm -hmm. Joy is like really kind of trying to shelter herself from people <laughs> and what's happening around. And I'm like this, I'm okay with you and I'm okay with you and I'm okay with you. Let's do this thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what's out. That's, that's the, that's the shield that I have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when I came out, when I was in this field and here again, I'm doing these tears and it's really uncontrollable, mm -hmm. letting, you know, ha kind of happy. Nobody's there. <laughs> I'm uh -oh. thinking like, damn, I know that this is a beautiful thing, but is this what I'm feeling or do I, cause I want this all the time. I know this yeah. is something yeah. I should feel all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. really just allowing, it's just what you just said. It's, as I think about it, it comes back to just allowing people to be ready or not ready. I'm going to share a quick story in leadership role that I had most recently. He goes through quite a bit, but he's a genius. You know, mu musicians that he's been having where they, he wants to play with other bands, it's like, I haven't understand it for him. So at the same time, with this being a business and a company, I still also have to run things, you know, have some structure. Yeah. Story short, what he came and told me was, I'm going through a lot. I don't think that I take it. So what I really want to do, we have scheduled, scheduled rehearsals and shows. He said, what I want to do is to just come in and sing the song and I'll be done for the rest of the season. And I was like, yo, we just had a long conversation. And, I, and my first thought was, I came in like the pimp. Like you committed to this and you got, you know what I'm saying? I went straight hand. Yeah. Yep. And so I was like, you know what? That didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. I don't even play well like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And here I am for this guy, like doing all, I can't do that. So I had to just let that go, drop that, figure out another plan, allow him, if he does come in, cool, let him come in and let him go out. Let him open the space up. Since you started opening the space up for that, continue to open the space up for that and then let him know that it's going to end now. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. And when I did that, he wasn't happy with that. I don't know what it was and I'm not gonna try to figure that part out. But so far as I'm concerned, what I did was I did jump on the bandwagon of what you were not ready for because I knew that. I knew that. So I feel like if I had opened this place up and, and, and continued to move myself around with confusion because you're confused and maybe some of the other people in the band are. And what I mean by that is things are opening back up. So right now they don't really, they committed, they want to go here and there and here and there. So they'll say, okay, well, I can't make it to rehearsal. I have to be at a place where now I'm seeing that, also seeing myself in it as to how I even allow it to, how it got to that place. If I'm not knowing, me knowing what you, if you know what you want, Joy, you know what you're building, then that's what's going to, that's what you're gonna attract. <laughs> that is what uh, I had to take the ownership of that, but coming behind, even in the ownership of that, still saying, all right, yo, let, let just let the dude do what he, you know, it, it, no hard feelings, <laughs> you know, regardless of what he may be trying to do. So he wasn't happy with things else to say, I was not gonna participate anymore in any more conversations around the confusion. Mm -hmm. I know what I need, I know what I'm looking for now. I, I heard what you said, I'm allowing you to still come through, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's beautiful about that is, I mean, you so much from your being at Soldier Field to, to now, just a lot of stuff came through. One of the things that I notice about this careful way of playing the like visibility game versus, you know, when we get into the, the loop of they don't see me, they don't understand me, they don't hear me. Um, and then there's this other part of us that is like very available and visible, like that genius of you that is, when you are a musician, your genius is so available. But then like you said, joy is somewhere and they're still like hiding. And then the duplicity of that creates a confusion around your being, right? Like there have been times that I'm like, even as I, you know, when we, we first met and first started hanging out and doing the CL work together, there was this high availability that you would reach for. Like, I'm available, let's go, let's do this. And then we kind of get into it. And then that joy that's like, uh-uh, <laughs> I ain't doing that. She would show up and kind of push the thing back. And so what I make up about, like a lot of us, me, my, you, a lot of us are, you know, that internalized place where we're clear on the thing and then it shows up and starts to get informed by the external world and then we start to shift. So I'm going to go right back to Moses. I'm going to go right back to the divinity, right back to the clarity of the download and that then you start pushing up against the world and it starts to shift. You start to believe it's not a thing. I'm not enough. They don't see it. They don't. 
When really, if you see it, you understand it, you're clear on what it is that you're doing and you move from that genius, you worry less about how the world is reacting to it. Because when you start worrying about how the world is receiving you, receiving it, understanding it, hearing it, then we start to get so, we start to filter our own clarity through what we think people are, are clear on, right? And so putting that in the context of you and the drummer, um, that is like, you know, I can't do this no more. It created that both of those things, like activated the one who wants to be seen and wants to proceed and wants to be in control of that, right? I see your genius. Why can't you see your genius? And why won't you let me own how you hold it? Why won't you let me organize how you activate it? What's wrong with you, boy, right? <laughs> and then that's the joy that jumped out at him when he first revealed the limitation and the, ability, the inability to proceed and saying like, here's the limitation. I need to just pop up, sing this thing and be done. That joy that wanted to own all of that was who reacted. Then the joy that was like, wait though, I'm clear. I'm, well, hold up. <laughs> I'm clear on what this is. I'm clear on what is mine to do. The joy that checked into her Moses divinity and said, I see this thing. I know how I want to organize it. And you can be here, but here are the conditions. I'm clear. And then the world reacted to that as opposed to you shutting down and reacting to his limitation. He's now reacting to your clarity. And that's how we get less violent in our bodies and less violent with each other when we really can just be like, that's too bad, but I'm clear. Instead of that's too bad, now everything is ruined and you don't see me and you don't understand me. Yeah. <laughs> that's real. How, mm -hmm. how often do you find, how often do you see we do that as leaders? When I, and I'm, I'm talking about we, meaning women, black women. I do it all the time, daily. I do it, you know, we are an inclusive species. We run on the idea of inclusivity and collaboration. I mean, in our human design, our basic soul function is oneness, right? We're, we're all just wanting to put this big human thing together and figure out why, why? And in order for me to really understand the whiteness of all, it requires me to have connection. And so we're just wired, we're hardwired to be inclusive and connected. And when those things don't work out the way we think they should, um, when we are sourcing all of the things you know we source and approval, security, and control, then that experience of connection and oneness becomes too challenging and we can't do it. Instead of just, this is the business of humanity is conflict, contrast, difficulty, festivity, anger, rage, resistance. All of that is just part of how we do this. It's not an impediment to how we do it. It's just part of how we do it. It's just as humans, we don't really like that part. And we don't really maybe have all of the tools and intelligence to navigate those contrast points. I don't, I think as women, we want this inclusivity because we know we got village building to do. We know we got healing and love and we have a balance to bring to this like, you know, linear energy that is this third dimension. And when we can't do that, we don't feel I guess maybe even true to ourselves. I think in the times that I felt like even recently in my struggles with sacred keepers and getting the right supports for the organization, I've been just like, 
you know, I struggle with what is mine to do, that clarity, that divinity, like, and what's supposed to be. I think as Black people, Black women embodied, we really start to believe that it is our job to have this struggle. It is our job to take on this responsibility. And it's true. There's a divine plan within that, that is, it's our job to heal it because we have the healing energy of the planet but then it's our job to also not do that at the expense of ourselves. And that's where I think the only, we ain't supposed to not be doing it. We just ain't supposed to be doing it out of self-sacrificial martyrdom vacancies that corrupt our lives, corrupt our finances, corrupt our hearts. Mm-hmm. We ain't supposed to be out here performing this shit. You know that joy we're supposed to out here be, we're supposed to be doing this from a source of genius, a source of play, a source of prosperity. And once I get up enoughness and wholeness in my being, then I can relate it to the world. But if I'm grabbing for you out of resentment of what I ain't got, right. what you going to feel right. when I'm watching for you? That's it. Like, that's that's a lot of what happens in parenting. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I think about that shit it, it, because, you know, it's, and then we, I was just watching the, this TV show and the way they show love is to just hate on each other. Like, mm-hmm. God damn. Yeah, come on. What if I didn't grow up like I left home at 13? I think about my cousins. They like, what up? What up? She got mad at me because I didn't want her telling me, hey, ugly head. I'm like, no, bitch, my name is Joy. I love you too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Why you so why you gotta have an attitude? Why you so fucking? I'm like, no, I don't have to talk like that. So I'm teaching you something different. That's all. Yep. It'd be different. Like, so should I shut up or cut up the way when you cut up? Come on. How long do you want me to deal with? <laughs> Clarity. Okay. <laughs> and you're not going to let her confusion right. make you less confused about who you are. Yeah, if we so. play that game all the time, Joy. Say that one more time. If we just could play that game all the time. of I'm, I'm clear, you not. <laughs> <laughs> you're, or I'm congruent. You're not congruent. You know, I'm aligned. You're not aligned. I'm aligned, exactly. Okay. What what kind of suggestion would you give to our sisters to become more aligned with themselves? Yes, that was myself and Tony Anderson and what we are calling a parking lot conversation, a candid parking lot conversation, which we will begin to have at least once a month so that we can just speak freely. And this is particular to leaders, more so leaders of leaders for support. And as a reminder of who we are and what we came to do. You heard the word alignment used quite a bit in this particular session, which is my favorite word. It should be the word of the year, especially for black women, but definitely for all, (laughs) okay? Those of you all that have all of these things that you pray for, If you truly knew and understand the message that Jesus came to deliver us, to give us, 
you would understand that the only thing you need to be praying for is alignment because it is always there for you. The answers that we need and want to have and make better lives, better environment, spaces for ourselves, those answers are always right there. You must be in alignment to get them, to get the download. So to just give you a little bit more on that, Alignment also leads you to people that will teach, train, and help you heal self so that you can move forward. When you ask for that alignment, you acknowledge and you see you are clear on who those people are. Then it leaves less room for blaming, outsourcing what is yours on the inside and you projected it on someone else. You know I'm always talking a lot about accountability. As you see, this falls right in line. Right in line with showing how we create our reality. How being unaccountable for an action, a thought, or a thing that you have produced into this world creates a new reality. And usually, they're things that keep us from what we really want. Block us from being our true selves. Now, mind you, everybody don't truly care to be in alignment. And that's something that I had to accept. And when you see and know self, you begin to see those people. You remember the last episode, Brother Marquin spoke on false prophets and false leaders. Ask for alignment. And I guarantee you, you will always be shown those false prophets. You will always be shown the ones that don't have your best interest at heart. And you make the decision instead of blaming others for what you don't have. I must say that this knowing of being in alignment has set me apart from quite a few friends, family, and even other leaders. <laughs> and I've gotten to the place where I am so okay with it. I am very happy with it. Because I'm now beginning to fit the crown that I have. It's not so big for my head anymore. I stopped fighting and trying to make people do the things that I know and see that they can, should, and not only that, really want to be doing. They came here for. See, some of us have that gift. And what I find, this is the truth about it. With that story that I gave in this episode, the truth is, then when people don't see themselves, they can't see who you are. They feel it, but they truly can't see who you are. They know it's a calling. So they're not respecting you as you see yourself and simply who you are. I can sit, I can call myself a God and you sitting across from me as a student that don't feel like or see yourself that way and don't, so you won't see me that way. And not only that, when I begin to demonstrate God-like Christ-like quality through my actions and even through my words, they become very bothered. It's like a trigger. And what I try to tell people is because I have, I'm so keen and heightened in this whole emotional intelligence thing, the minute you think it and do it, that thought that comes to your head always comes to me. So I'm clear and know who and what you're thinking, even in your lying or you pretending that that's not how you really feel joy always knows 
That's why I be trying to tell y'all, you can't, you can't lie to me. <laughs> Don't try. Just be who you are because I see you and I'm going to play the game with you. And here we go. Because I've already been given the winning ticket. So I can play the game. Just waiting on you to show up. And that's how you respond in your actions. So you don't have to say it, but I can see it through your actions that you don't feel like I should be doing what I'm doing. And I think that's hilarious. (laughs) So self-check is real. Accountability is the word for the year. And as I always say, know thyself and you shall know others. Thank you to my sponsors, my monthly supporters. I am your host, Joy of Joyful Sounds, signing off and out. Feels my feet choked in the throat. No reason for living. It is life, even when I might see adversity penetrating my communities, creating perceptions that we need to be freed. So it's energy. Yeah. Thank you.